You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Now, you guys ready to get started? This is the Rich Eisen Show. With the fourth pick, the New York Jets select. I know what the Jets need, and they need Sauce Garden. If you are, in fact, drafted by any team other than the Jets before the Jets choose. With the third pick. Would it be a problem if I came up and made sure the commissioner did not hand you that jersey? That's what you were thinking about doing, huh? The Rich Eisen Show. With guest host, Ryan Lee. Today's guest, Minnesota football head coach, P.J. Flett. Pro Football Hall of Fame. Kurt Warner from Pro Football Focus, Trevor Sikama. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Ryan Leaf. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Leaf filling in for Rich, who's going to have wall-to-wall coverage in Las Vegas tonight for the first round of the NFL Draft. As always... With me, TJ Jefferson. Oh, what up, though? What up? Draft day. Draft, Draft day. day. Let's go. No Let's... gym, no workouts, wings. Nachos. Nachos. Pizza. Beer. Soda. Excitement. Is that the plan? I don't know. The pick is in. Oh. The pick is in. <laughs> Michael Del Tufo, the pick is in. DJ Mikey D. Who's it going to be? Who's it number be? one? Hey, Let's just Chris get right Brockman. into it. Trayvon Walker is such a big betting favorite now. It's just so crazy. I wonder the meteoric rise to this pick at number one for Trayvon Walker is just, just all smoke is a gigantic smoke screen. You know what bulky is doing? Who knows? Maybe he just loves him and everybody and everybody knows it. And he hasn't played his cards very well and bluffed at all. And yeah, I don't I don't know. Right. I mean, when you put him opposite Josh Allen, I, I think anybody could succeed. But he, you know, a lot of his success at Georgia was because, you know, Jordan Davis was taking up three individuals yeah, a lot of the time, yep. right? Started all 15 games, only 37 tackles, seven and a half for loss. So that's, that's impressive out of those 37, only six sacks, um, led the, led Georgia with 36 quarterback hurries named to the all freshman team back in 2019. So, I mean, his measurables, everything, six foot five, two seventy two. It reminds me a lot of Michael Strahan, guys. Wow. So Ooh. size wise. High praise. Yeah. That's it's high praise. If he can have a semblance of Michael Strahan's career, then the number one overall pick will will be worth it. So we'll see. But we're gonna do a mock draft today. We're gonna yes. go through the picks, all thirty two of them, each one of us. Going in order. I'm going to go one, two, three, four, and then we'll take a break. And we'll... Do I get the Jets at four? But why... Oh, you see? Come on. I'm on but how did you get the first pick is my question. Like, did we, was this an off-camera, like, yeah. lottery we did? Like, how, how did you get just number one? Just out of the Because well, I should have been the number one pick, yes. so I get hey! the number one pick. That's true. So, that's true. He's got he said it with your chest. It comes out like that a little bit, just uh, Superman style. <laughs> kind of like how I should have won the Heisman Trophy, but hey. didn't. Uh, well, Let's I mean, not get carried away. Charles Woodson is really good. I mean, <laughs> you guys are terrible. I mean, that's that's not even, not even right, close. I'm being nice. I mean, Randy Moss was there, too. I, mean, I, mean, yeah. I beat him. And Peyton Manning yeah, was really good. Peyton Manning. Well, I, I was I had a better year than Peyton Manning. And Curtis Enos, he went to Penn State. I'm kind of biased. So. <laughs> Who else is I mean, if you go, if, if you were, if you were a pragmatic person and you go and look at it through a unbiased lens, the you guy went. You had a great year. Yeah, it was it was, it was a pretty good year. For, year. First time in first time it happened in 67 years. 
Charles Woodson was pretty good. Though. He was pretty good. <laughs> he was pretty good. I don't know if he was the Heisman Trophy winner worthy, but... I mean, he's, he I has digress. It, it was 25 it years ago, okay? I mean, he's at his house. The award, I mean, the Widow Trophy's at his house. I got to have... My night was cooler, though. I got to go to Saturday Night Live and see that Jack is, Nicholson. Yeah, that is way cooler. Yeah. And then host... Uh, Who and was then, the musical? Do you remember? What, what was that? I don't remember. It was, it was Nicholson and Helen Hunt. December oh, of 97. From, uh, as, as, good as, as good as it gets. Yeah. Oh, I think Helen Hunt was actually hosting, but Nicholson was there. In. Was there for most of the show. Um, I don't know who the musical guest was. We well, let me know when you figure that out. Um, so we're going to do the mock draft, okay? Throughout the throughout the show today. Uh, first, so get ready, Mike Del Tufo. You're picking third for the Houston Texans, okay? Oh, see, I'm HTC Mike, so it's perfect. Hey! hey. We go back. I was a, a temporary uh, Houston Texans cheerleader. So. This is unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> a fact, right? By the this way, is actually this true. is all true. And unfortunately, we, we have you. video we have proof video. of it. Normally, so. I, so it's perfect. I don't want to give Mike any credit, but this is all true. Yeah. By TJ, the way, just, you, TJ, you have the number two overall pick, the Detroit Lions. Okay. And also, just got a tweet from Tim Dwight. He said he wanted to talk to you about that Heisman in 97. I don't know. Tim Dwight. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> I had I have a really good uh, um, um, story with with Tim Dwight when we were down in Orlando doing our uh, football card shoot. Him and I had a him and I had a had a good couple days down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it something for after the show? Yeah, or? something for after the show. <laughs> okay, so or de- since you're since you're tweeting with him, just get him to give you a DM on it. You know. <laughs> All right, December thirteenth, nineteen ninety seven, Saturday Night Live, hosted by Helen Hunt. With musical guest, Mbop. Hanson. Hanson. I don't remember wow. that. How did I not remember that? was like the, the, the biggest song that in America, song probably. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. I hung out with Hanson a couple times back in the day. Oh. They were cool cats. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, the two older brothers. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> kind of sounds like the story my brother oh my told God. when we were in Vegas one time and we met we ran into NSYNC at the uh at the club and my brother disappeared with them the whole night. <laughs> and I like like I wake Just up. the same brother that was late for the draft. Yes, yeah, the same one yeah, that was late yeah. for the draft. He likes and then, and then I wake up the next morning, he comes stumbling and he's just like, and this is words verbatim. He's like, dude, I think I'm in the band. <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean, that, that little man got to experience some pretty fun stuff. Listen to this. I got drafted by the San Diego Chargers. He, the year I go to San Diego, he enrolls as a freshman at San Diego State. Oh, man. Why wouldn't he? Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that <laughs> why, makes... why wouldn't he? I would have done the same Big thing. Big brother. Yeah, yeah. I'm following you. Let's go. Did he Let's live with you? No. So Did he, he, didn't, he didn't live with me. Okay. He lived in the dorms. He was trying to play basketball. Steve Fisher was the head coach there at the time. Ultimately, he moved down to either Ocean Beach or I think it might have been PB, Pacific Beach. I mean, the experience of going to San Diego State as a, as a college student is, I, is I second to none. I can imagine, that. yeah. And then, you know, um, he, one of the cars that they would give me, one of the dealerships, he drove it around the <laughs> whole time, right? Of course. Spent a lot of time with me. We'd jump over to Vegas. I mean... The kid was 19 at the time and just living life, so <laughs> he's got some good stories. He's got some good stories. But um, this is a special, special day for a lot of young men um, who play professional fo- who play football, period. The chance to be a professional. And tonight, you get a chance to have your name called. Uh, and most people have a pretty good understanding. I mean, they've invited 21 individuals uh, to the draft. The NFL does not do this... Um, without having a pretty good idea. Now, of course, teams can make the decisions that they want to, and and um, there could be somebody still sitting there in the green room when the night is over. They don't like that. They love the the tension, the the intrigue that goes into it, but they don't want somebody there to sit there and kind of you know kind of be embarrassed by it. So they have a better, a pretty good understanding. Twenty one uh, individuals are going to be there in Las Vegas tonight for the NFL draft to make it a big extravaganza this first real time back since when COVID kind of shut things down it was a little abbreviated again last year and this year we're, they're going they're going 100 130 miles an hour I think Rich Eisen and his crew for NFL Network are going to be there Kurt Warner who's going to be joining us in the next hour uh, he'll be there as well cover to cover for the NFL draft tonight and uh, Trevor Sykema whose mock draft is up and we're going to go through that uh, later on in the show from Pro Football Focus. But 
In about 10 minutes, PJ Flex is going to join us. Now, I, I've had PJ on the show before, um, a couple years back when I was I, when I was in the boat. I was rowing with them. Uh, in my first college, yeah, <laughs> my first college uh, season with ESPN calling games, and I just, you know, ESPN had asked me to um, do my predictions, and my Big Ten prediction was that that Minnesota was going to win the West and play for the Big Ten title, and people just said that was the, the the stupidest thing they could imagine. And sure enough, they went into that final game against Wisconsin uh, for the Big Ten West title and just just missed out. They beat the number four ranked team, Penn State, that year. Um, and P.J. has been a big, big part of that. Not only has he built the team back up in Minnesota, but he's developed a string of NFL talent. There's a culture being built there, and I'm interested to talk to him on how he built it and how he's going about the recruiting process because of the NIL variable that has been put in place. I don't know if you guys saw this the other day, but Oklahoma apparently is going to be giving out to every scholarship football player $50,000. What? $50,000 to every scholarship football player on that roster. How do you compete with that? Let's say you are Kansas, right? How do you compete with that ever? You already have a difficult time enough on the football end of things to compete with the likes of Oklahoma and the Big 12. Now how does that happen? And we've heard coaches such as Nick Saban in particular talk about how this arms race is getting out of control. And Mark Emmert over at the NCAA because they put all their resources and all their efforts into trying to stop it in the Supreme Court and getting batted back like crazy and just went off into the corner and whimpered. They didn't have anything in place. They just said, go. It's a free-for-all. And if there are coalitions and things that are being put together um, to supplement that, coaches are not supposed to have any say in any of that, but the boosters do, and you can get any player. I was just up at Washington State last weekend uh, calling the spring game, and uh, the new quarterback, Cam Ward, who came from Incarnate Word, uh, apparently the the Cougar collective they called it is what the the pool of of nil money exists came up with uh a dealership that that got him a car uh a housing property that gave him free room and board and then apparently fifty thousand dollars in uh nil incentives so and he's a good one we have a ninety thousand dollar quarterback at washington state now in terms of nil i'm all for it i want compensation for these players when their name Benjamin like this is being used how do we how do we concern ourselves with it how do we monitor it and that's one of the biggest things that Nick Saban uh, had to say around it and uh, you got to wonder what that's going to look like now before existed the teams were talking about Ohio State Oklahoma Clemson Alabama Georgia's those of the world they still won in the recruiting recruiting battles because they had the more money anyway within the facility Right. It, it, they're able to spend to go recruit and do more. Now the money's just kind of going outside the facility. And I believe the teams that we're talking about are still going to win those ultimately. Though my one my one theory on all this is, is there's going to be a point where somebody uh, at Washington State, while they're recruiting, goes and talks to one of those five star athletes that could go to Alabama and say, hey, you'd be the you'd be the big fish in a small pond here. You'd be the only one, the only five-star player that would come to where you'd have to battle with 12 five-star players at Alabama. You'd be the one. You'd have all the opportunities for the NIL money. So maybe it offers an opportunity for a smaller school, a smaller market school to grab a player that they wouldn't otherwise be able to get that can build that team and build the marketing value of that team. What are you guys' thoughts about where NIL is at, how it's dictating the college college football landscape. Yeah, it's really interesting. We've had a bunch of coaches on recently, big-time coaches too, Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin, um, Brian Kelly. Uh, and it's, you know, it's great. Obviously, the players deserve it. Uh, they're part of a multi-billion-dollar machine that gets kind of froze out of the, you know, the spoils uh, financially from it. And so... But in, just hearing some of these coaches talk, it is kind of the Wild West. There is no rule and regulation, None. you know. At least the NFL differs from other sports. Well, differs from Major League Baseball in a sense that there is a salary cap. 
and then there's a floor. You got to spend a certain amount, and you have to, and you're limited by how much you can spend. And that's why every single year, uh, it's it's the greatest sport there is. There's so much parity. You really don't know who's going to win uh, year in and year out. Uh, half the teams don't make the playoffs the following year. You know, it's great. And I think in college football, it's going to go one of two ways. We're either going to have a separate kind of 50-team league, and then they're just going to have this gigantic, cool super league, or we're going to have kind of like the old days where it's, you know, not really, you don't really know who's going to win year in and year out. You maybe have an idea, but now we're in this age. It's like, are we going to have a floor that these schools have to spend? Obviously, they have huge athletic budgets. Most of it goes to football and basketball. Or are we going to have a salary cap, so to speak? And that's really the only way to even it out. If not, we're just going to have, you know, the same dozen schools kind of competing for the championship. The thing about that is if you salary cap it within the school, you still have endorsement deals that NFL players get outside of that. Like some some NFL players make more in endorsements than they do in salary. Sure, sure, exactly. And that's the NIL aspect of it, right? There's going to be a an Alabama booster that – is willing to dish out millions of dollars. Yeah, or Texas or, you know, yeah. whoever. Whatever school's kind of got the deepest deepest pockets. I don't know how you see it, TJ. It's just one of those things, like, maybe the sport's better off if they just have, like, a 40-team Super League and then because those are the teams that can afford to compete for the championship. Yeah, yeah I, I have no idea what the, an- the correct answer is, but I agree with what you were saying, and it just kind of seems like, much like everything else in life, you know, when when you have the money already and you have the power, the scales are always going to be weighed in your in your favor. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, it's the case we're looking at now. I don't know how you make it fair and balanced in college sports when you have an Alabama, you know, where you have like I had no idea, Ryan, about the fifty thousand dollar per player. So each scholarship player at the beginning of the season or whenever is going to get a check or a deposit in their account for fifty grand. Yeah. That's a first of all. That's amazing, but also like you said, like and you probably what? How many scholarship athletes can uh, you, at the college nine, level? Nine, nine, 90, 100, 90, like 100? Yeah, that's a lot. Like yeah, that's what's that's my so. Do the math here. For do, them. Do, do the math here, everybody. Like, well, you man, know, we're we're better with words than we are with well, numbers. I'm gonna do. Here. I'm gonna it do says ninety. It's four and a half million. Yeah. Right. Yeah, ninety and times fifty. Yeah, four four and a half million dollars yeah. a year. By the way, and and the the percentage of their athletic budget at four and a half million is very small for the football yeah. budget. But that, I don't believe again the university can pay them in any way. It, this is all outside money that's coming in. Right. It has to be. So right. they're not employees of the university. Right. Right. Um, we'll ask we'll ask PJ Fleck here a little bit more about that and about how he's put together one of the better football programs in terms of talent to the NFL with a limited ability in terms of marketing and exposure when we come back. You're listening to The Rich Eisen Show here on Peacock TV and Westwood One Radio. I'm Ryan Leaf. We'll be right back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. 
improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Draft day extravaganza. I'm Ryan Leaf, filling in for Rich, who's going to be on the wall-to-wall coverage tonight for NFL Network in Las Vegas. Joined, as always, with TJ Jefferson, Michael Del Tufo, Chris Brockman. And our next guest uh, has become a good friend and a guy that I really look up to um, who's really taken a program to new heights in his tenure as the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers head football coach. Let's welcome to the show uh, head coach P.J. Fleck. Hey, coach. Hey, Ryan. How are you, man? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? Doing elite. Thanks for asking. Doing elite. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> Love it. Um, draftable players at your university have skyrocketed. Uh, we look back at the few drafts before and where we sit for tonight and for the weekend. Um, and I'd like to talk about a couple of those players. But just the culture that you've cultivated and, and really put in place there that is – allowed for this and allowed for you to go recruit those types of athletes and develop just kind of talk to us about that philosophy uh that culture you've built so far in minneapolis yeah first of all i mean it takes a whole village right and we've got incredible people here ryan and you've been around our program here and there and we've got to know what we do and how we do it but you know the reason you know i'm here uh is to be able to be a bridge that connects our 30s 40s 50s and 60s of national championships big 10 championships and be that bridge in culture to connect it to today. Uh, and one of our main focuses is we've got to get more talented players and be able to develop them on and off the field. Because how you, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So academically, we have the highest GPA in the history of the program. Socially, our players are doing the right things for the most part, right? And, and wanting to do and build healthy relationships. Spiritually, it doesn't mean religion, it just means Believe in something bigger than yourself. Make it about someone else. Serve and give. And then athletically, we hope you really want to play in the NFL. Football's too hard if you just don't have that dream, right? And a lot of our guys do. And that's one of the main points in recruiting. So when we got here, we said we want to be able to do it our way. We didn't want to do it with a bunch of transfers. We wanted to do it with high school kids, develop them from freshmen, give them a chance to play early, and then develop them all the way through because those are the models of the Wisconsin's and the Iowa's. And We've got to be able to get our program to that level. We haven't had an offensive lineman drafted since 2006. Think about that stat, right? An offensive lineman, period. Well, that was one of the main things we said we were going to change. And this year, this week's draft, Blaze Andrews, right? Daniel Falele, Sam Schluter. Hopefully we have three guys drafted. But those are guys we played very, very early. And then hopefully they set the precedent for what we're doing into the future. So, um, again, it's a holistic approach. It's a holistic culture. And uh, our guys really care about their entire life. And it's worked out okay for us. You mentioned, you mentioned Daniel uh, Falele. And uh, tell us a, a bit about him, what went into the process. He's six foot nine, 380 pounds. If any of you guys have ever seen him uh, up against not only Coach Fleck, but his other teammates, uh, just, just talk about his impact and what it's like coaching a player like him. Well, first of all, I mean, you know, this is called the Big Ten for a reason, not the Little Ten. And um, you better be big up front. And when we were looking at recruiting our first year, we were looking at line, we are like, we got to get way bigger, first of all. Because uh, we're a very heavy inside zone team, outside zone team, counter team. we got to get big. And, um, but you still have to be athletic. And, you know, he had every offer from everybody in the country. And I still remember one of the things that set him apart was our administration. I mean, Mark Coyle, our athletic director, allowed us to fly his mom from Australia to here, which back then, I mean, the ticket was astronomical. I'm sure a lot of people said, well, mom's not going to come out to visit. We flew mom out, and next thing you know, he committed. And I said, why would you commit here? He said, well, you took care of my mom. You flew her out on the official visit. And in his culture, it's everything. And that meant everything to him and his family. Not only that, that showed in his, in, in, in his life, because when he did come here, shoot, mom moved here. 
she ended up moving to Minneapolis and brought the whole family. So uh, when you kind of think about all in, that's what you kind of think about with Daniel and his family and the people that support him. Uh, and I'm just very thankful he chose Minnesota and uh, it worked out really well for us. Yeah, it certainly has. He, uh, he was Tanner's uh, protector there for, for that time. Um, an- another prospect that, that I've had a chance to really look at, Boye Mafa. Uh, talk to us about his presence, what you expect from him, where he could go in the next couple of days, and his development at Minnesota with you. Yeah, well, we hope he goes tonight. You know, I think he's got the skill set. You know, we said from day one uh, that he's going to, when people watch him at the Combine, he's going to have the best numbers at the Combine. And he darn near did that. And that we knew that right when we recruited him. He's from Hopkins, Minnesota. Uh, incredible pass rusher. Um, that's at the given. But I think one thing he's gotten way better at, which I hopefully uh, feel like, you know, the, the amount of teams that keep talking to me about him, even all the way up through the draft, has been how good he's been on the, uh, the first and second down run game. And I think you can have just the pass rusher or you can have a pass rusher, plus he can play first and second down. And we're talking about 46 guys active roster for game day. The more Swiss Army knights you can have, the better, as long as the knife is still sharp. So for him, that, that's a little bit about him. He's one of the best people you will ever meet. He's a wonderful locker room connector. Uh, he's a pleaser. Uh, he's just such a phenomenal human being. And whichever team he goes to, he's going to make that team better instantly. And uh, he's very grateful. He's very humble. Uh, he's going he's gonna to do very well in the league. Well, hopefully he falls in line with the Batemans and, of course, the Winfield Juniors uh, of your program who have just uh, exemplified it incredibly well. Let's talk about your, your current program. And, uh, and you, just, you just finished the spring. Um, what was your biggest takeaway from this football team and, and the next step you guys are going to make heading into 2022? Yeah, we actually talked about breaking boring. That's been the whole theme of the year. And uh, to just, you know, we, we, we kind of in a society that, you know, we kind of we go through COVID and everybody gets bored and everybody wants to go back to work and everybody goes back to work and we don't want to work anymore. We want to go back to not doing anything. It's just kind of boring. So we wanted to create non-boring, break it. And so everything we've done since January has been completely different than we, we, what we've done it. We're actually still not done with spring ball. We got today's practice, and then we got our spring game on Saturday. I think we're the latest spring game in the country. But all done by design. And our players have answered every challenge. They've chased every challenge down, and they've, they've, they've answered every bell that we have put in front of them since January. Uh, it's a fun team to coach. They truly do it for each other. And hopefully with that combination of breaking boring, doing it for each other, that we can find a way to soar to new heights. And, and if we can do that, uh, that would be really good for our football program. Was there, was there a thought process in place, like you just talked about, of placing the, the spring game so late, in particular because uh, the deadline for the transfer portal, of course, uh, is May 1st, and it kind of a lot of players sometimes think and – and evaluate what spring ball looks like, but you guys go right up to that deadline and it kind of allows you to, to really understand what your roster is going to be. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. One, you get a lot more time on the front end of just individual instruction with the NCAA rules. You get to play football a little bit longer, right? And so a lot of teams have been on the road recruiting, which means you're away from your team during this portal. Um, and, and I wanted to be around my team all the way up until the end. Our guys have very open, transparent conversations inside this program. I have very open and transparent conversations with them. I wanted to be around them. And for the guys who are going to enter, a lot of them already know. And a lot of them are going to have a talk here very soon. So it wasn't about hiding it from me or me hiding it from them. Uh, I feel like being around my team is really important all the way through to when the portal can, can obviously end. And, um, and I think that's, that's really healthy to have open conversations and be around our team as long as we possibly can be around them. Um, because if we're around them and they know it's open and transparent and it's honest, then that doesn't allow a lot of people to come in from different parties and third parties and put things into her head. Next thing you know, I can't, I can't do anything about it because I'm on the road recruiting. I can't see you. Um, so there's a lot of healthy benefits to it and a lot of them on the field as well. It gave us more time on the front end to prepare not only that, we usually uh, practice, then go on spring break, then come back. But this week, we, this time we went all the way to spring, back, spring break, went on spring break, came back for two more weeks. 
where we could just do individual instruction, get them in the weight room, adapt them a little bit more. Um, because we saw a lot of soft tissue injuries at times coming back from spring break when they maybe haven't done everything our tempo for that week. And then we've had a pretty healthy training camp uh, so, or a healthy spring ball. So, again, a lot of reasons that go into it. Um, I really liked how the COVID schedule worked. And we just, again, finding new ways to do it, finding new ways to make your program better and uh, listening to the data that's out there. We're speaking with uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers head football coach P.J. Fleck here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about the recruiting aspect of things and the NIL variable that that's hanging out there, right? Coaches and, and uh, programs aren't influential with that aspect of things. It's outside. What is your take on this? We've talked to many different coaches about the NIL thing and what needs to change because ultimately this is becoming an arms race and smaller market teams are going to have a difficult time staying up. Well, I, I think that one, if it's good for the student athlete, I'm good with. Right. I've always said that. I think the transfer portal, its intentions of being created are incredibly healthy. NIL, the intentions of how it's created, is 100% healthy and all about the student athlete. When you start to look at where we are with NIL, I think it's really positive for players to be able to benefit off their name. But again, when we're kind of going down where will college football look like, I think that's where it all gets mixed, right? And when NIL and transfer portal collide, and then there's tampering, and then there's all these other things, players leaving school to go for more money or things like that, which I don't know if everybody saw coming. But now with the, the, the NCAA, the, the future of that or what it looks like, everybody's kind of in this holding pattern, including the rules committee, right? So uh, it's going to be interesting uh, over the next however many months of what college football actually looks like. Um, but, again, we're taking it one day at a time here. Uh, our, our student athletes are able to benefit from it. Uh, we can't have any involvement in it, but they can benefit from it. And then not only the transfer portal, it, it's originally intended for student athletes to go benefit somewhere else. If you're not going to play, yeah. we benefited off the transfer portal. So uh, like anything, change is inevitable. Uh, and we're going to find out here in the next however many months of, of what the future of college football looks like. And I'm sure it'll then change some more as we keep moving forward. Well, I, I, before I let you go, I wanted to uh, give you a, kind of an opportunity in the platform to talk about one of your uh, amazingly inspirational players in Casey O'Brien um, and his fight against cancer. Uh, you've spoken openly about it, uh, what he's been to the meant to the team and the staff and everything like that, and you can kind of give us a, an update of where he's at and, and, and how you guys are dealing with it. Well, I think if the world had all Casey O'Brien's, I don't think we'd have the problems we have in our world right now. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the most remarkable human beings you will ever meet, one of the most inspirational human beings, courageous human beings, and he's what Row the Boat is all about. Uh, or is always in the water. He always has a positive attitude. He never gives up. He's what that's all about. Uh, he's you know battling cancer for the sixth time, uh, and he's defeated it five times. And there's no doubt in my mind he'll defeat it for a sixth time. Uh, you know, he, he works for RBC, he's in the financial world, and the outlook he has on life we can all learn from. And I think he, he's, just, he's just that inspiration that we all need. And sometimes we just need to stop and look how other people have it. And he not only has been dealt some really rough cards, uh, he's been able to play those cards in a very positive way. He's raised an enormous amount of money for the Masonic Children's Hospital He's got an amazing platform and uses it for all the good when a lot of people just look at it as so bad. I've never met anyone like him. And um, he's so close to our program. He's at practice all the time. Uh, and now he's got another fight on his hands. So any thoughts, prayers, uh, anything towards Casey O'Brien that, that the listeners can do would be much appreciated. Uh, but there's no doubt in my mind uh, that he'll defeat it for the sixth time here soon. And um, he's just one of the best human beings you'll ever meet. Well, Coach, I appreciate that. Yeah, he is a definite inspiration. So are you. Continue your great work there at the University of Minnesota. I can't wait. And maybe next time I get out there, you'll actually be on campus so we can spend some time together. How about that? I would love that. You guys are welcome anytime. Appreciate you having us on the show. Row the boat, Sky and Mago. Go first and go T-Wolves. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> coach P.J. Fleck, University of Minnesota head football coach. He is uh, – 
he's got his line right in the right direction on how he goes about things. And a lot of people have talked about how it's kind of a slick, you know, marketed, but he's he's consistent, right? It's nothing. It doesn't shift. Sometimes people are just that way. I think a lot of people get pushed the wrong way when Russell Wilson talks the way he talks, right? The guy's just lined up. There's a focus to what he does. Coach P.J. Fleck there, he's put together a pretty pretty darn good group of talented players to come into Minneapolis. Antoine Winfield Jr. for one of them is is an example. Goes out and wins a Super Bowl in his first season. Uh, uh, he was there, a uh, big part of, of that 2019 team where P.J. was the uh, – uh, coach of the year in the Big Ten. So good luck to them. All right. We've come to that moment. All right. <laughs> hey, we, boys, let's go. It is the 2022 NFL draft. Yes. Your commissioner for the day, Ryan Leaf. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. That's what happened. Yep. Used to that. Used to that. All right. So. <laughs> Mr. Michael Del Tufo, give me the first overall pick sound. Oh, hold on a second, oh, people. Goodness. There we go. There we go. Pick I wanted some music. I was going to play some music. In. All right, everybody. The first overall pick. Should we explain what we're doing? Okay, yeah. yeah. So we'll repeat this again. All right. We are doing our own mock draft here in yes. order, right? Yeah. i am got the number one overall pick. TJ's number two. Michael's number three. Chris is number four. Then we'll repeat each segment. There are 32 picks. There are four of us. Each one of us will do eight picks throughout the process. Yes. And if you are a general manager or really anybody out there that, are, that is picking tonight. Pay attention. Pay attention, pay attention and tune into this. This is where you will make your money. This okay. Is, this is all <laughs> set in stone. This is what's going down tonight in Vegas. This is what's going down tonight okay. in Las Vegas. All right, all right, Brian, you have the first pick. Yep. So my number one choice. You got to do it, officials. Do it like yep, the commissioner. Yep. yep, yep. With the Jaguars. With the number one overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Kayvon Thibodeau, oh! defensive end, Oregon Ducks. Pick my music. <laughs> wow. He for me last year going into the season was the. Per, perennial uh, number one overall pick. There was nothing in the season outside of the injury that would have dissuaded me from that. His ability is just a little different than what Josh Allen does. You put those two on the side to one another, he can drop in coverage. He can really be a 3-4 linebacker who can rush the passer. I think you are, are, are making huge ways if you take him uh, at any point, if you need a defensive help. So, Kayvon Thibodeau, the first overall draft pick out of the University of Oregon. Wow. The pick is in. The Lions are on the clock. Wow. That just screw you up, TJ? Uh, TJ's like, oh. No, because, you know, I, I had a feeling, you know, Ryan before the show was talking about, what if I do something? So I kind of <laughs> figured that maybe he might think outside of the box a little bit. And I'm just writing this name down so we can... Uh, Hand the card over. Get the card in. All right. All right. You're doing the card. And, uh, right. The Detroit Lions. All right. Here we go. And then the guy in the headset rushes it up to the commissioner. All right. With the number two overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Detroit Lions select. Hey, Ryan. Just want to say what's up to the Detroit Lion Nation. And uh, with the second pick, the Detroit Lions are going to choose Aiden Hutchinson. Whoa. Michigan, edge. Oh yeah! Hail to the victors! And what up, Rich Eisen? Yeah, this is a great fit, right? Hometown, homegrown. Unless you're a Michigan State fan, I suppose out there, but uh, they got to be really happy. Dan Campbell, if he were to, uh, if Aiden Hutchinson were able to fall to him at number two, gonna go nuts! Wow! Biting so many kneecaps. Biting so many kneecaps. Yep. And I feel like, you know, with Hutchinson, you see, you know what you're going to get. And I feel as though if you pick this guy, he's going to be a solid. And sometimes solid is used negatively, and I don't mean it negatively. I'm like, this guy's going to give you 10 years and be a very good football player. He Could he be a Hall of Fame caliber? I don't know, but the ceiling's pretty high with this guy, right? Well, Ryan, there's only, only 362 Hall of Famers ever, so, you know, it's a, it's tough, it's a lofty expectation. Lofty, All right. True. Pick is in. Del Tufo. With the third 
overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select. Offensive tackle from North Carolina State, Akem Aquanu. Yay! You guys definitely nice, thought nice I was going to mess Mike. that name up. Oh, Eric, well, Eric, Eric, no, Brock, I mean, and TJ. Knew. Eric B. and Akem? Is that what you yeah, guys said, that's exactly how I got it. <laughs> Aquanu, Aquanu is exactly what they need to protect Davis Mills if they want to really see what he can do and how he can develop. You were There was a real possibility that three defensive edge rushers could go in the first three picks. I think this is a safe pick. This is one that really develops that team, uh, and now they can go in search of some other positives. A defensive end would have helped them on that side of the football, but but I, I, I'm okay with this pick if I'm a Houston Texans fan out there. Woof. Well done, Mike. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think it's pretty funny and ironic well, that well, I... You haven't gotten an out yet, Chris. ...that I get to make the Jets, the Jets pick. Jets is fantastic. Awesome. With huh. the number four Woo. pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select... Man, it's been great uh, hearing Rich talk about who he wants in this pick for the last like couple of months. <laughs> Let's just do it. Do it. Sauce. 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 Quarterback. Cincinnati. Sauce. Sauce. Gardner. Yeah. I like it. The length. The ability. This is. We would have heard that in the <laughs> yeah. First team All American AP out of Cincinnati, right? Uh, Hamad Sauce Gardner, six foot three inches, one hundred and ninety pounds. I mean, this is this is when when I was playing football and I watched a corner walk by and he was the size of what Sauce is. I was just this guy's going to be a problem, yeah. especially with how he can run. I'm going the other way. So I, I think this is a, a a can't miss pick for the New York Jets. Um, good job on you, Brockman, and and I hope Joe Douglas and the rest of that organization really tuned in and, and paid attention to what's Absolutely. going on. Absolutely, great job, guys! Great first four picks. Great first it. four love picks. It. We're gonna get to the next four after the break. Here, you're listening to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Lee, filling in for Rich. It's the 2022 NFL Draft here in El Segundo. Let's go. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed seeking the truth never gets old Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show, the NFL Draft Extravaganza. And Rich, is, of course, is in Las Vegas for the wall-to-wall coverage by NFL Network tonight, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, right on the Bellagio um, Fountains water display right there. Um, we've just gone through the first four picks in the uh, Rich Eisen Show mock draft that if you were a general manager out there, you should be paying attention to. Uh, to give you a recap, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau went first overall defensive end out of the o- Oregon, out of o- the University of Oregon. Two, Aiden Hutchinson to Detroit. Uh, con- I can't say Iki. I'm just going to say Iki. Offensive lineman. Aquanu. Aquanu went to the Houston Texans out of North Carolina State, and then as Rich will be very happy to know. Sauce Gardner I, I got him sauce. went to the New York Jets. So we are at pick number five. Sauce. The Giants are on the clock. 
And the pick is in. <laughs> the pick is in. The New York Giants select in the 2022 NFL Draft Evan Neal, offensive Ooh. tackle, University of Alabama. Uh, this dude has so much to offer, right? One of the biggest things, he has over 700 snaps at right tackle as well. Like, when a guy comes into the NFL and they think about having to move him because they already have somebody in place and this guy is just a great fit as a player, and having to move them around, are you kidding me? This guy can do both. I think he is a very, very diverse player. He's played in so many different positions. So, excited for him. The New York Giants get a good one there at number five. All right, pick is in for the Carolina Panthers. TJ. The 2022 NFL Draft, sixth overall pick, the Carolina Panthers select. Take a quarterback, do it. Hey, guys. Take a quarterback, uh, do it. Here to represent uh, Panther Nation, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Uh, With the number six pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers will be selecting, and let me just make sure we have this right, yes, uh, Trayvon Walker. Defensive lineman, Georgia. Value. Can't can't pass up value. I mean, you can't. It's kind of like best player left on the board. I don't know really what Carolina's needs are other than quarterback, but you can't let this guy. They kind of need everything, right, Ryan? They need a tackle. They need defensive line help. Yeah, they needed everything. So this is if if you're a Carolina Panthers fan out there and you watch Trayvon Walker slip to number six, you you got to be pretty pretty happy because a lot of people, especially the betting folks in Vegas think this guy's going to be the number one overall draft pick tonight when their their names are called. All right. There you go, Del Tufo. Let's go. The Giants are back because of a trade with the Chicago Bears. They have the seventh overall pick, so the New York Giants select in the 2022 NFL draft is wide receiver Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Hey. They need someone for Daniel Jones to throw the ball to. You definitely do. You got the old lineman to protect him at five, and now you get the wide receiver who's probably the best in the draft in Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Great pick. I don't think that uh, the Giants could have... Ryan, I'm sorry. Where was he out of? Ohio State. No, the... I'm sorry. The Ohio State University. That's right. I should have said the Ohio State. The Ohio State University. All right. Um, Rounding out the first eight picks of the NFL draft... The Atlanta Falcons select. All right, guys. The Falcons also a team with a lot of needs, but we got a big one. Calvin Ridley out for the year. We need his replacement. Let's go big. Wide receiver, Alabama, Jamison Williams. I love Jamison Williams. My big thing on this, though, is that I don't know if he's going to be able to go for, you know, I don't know how long it's going to be until he's able to go. And that that could play an effect in terms of what a team needs. Do they need it immediately? Is Atlanta in a place where they're like, we just want to get better. We know we're not going to be in the playoff mix this year, so let's get a guy for our future. I like it. Jamison Williams easily could have been, the, would have been, I think, the number one overall uh, wide receiver drafted in this year's draft if the injury didn't happen late in the college football yeah, mass, playoff. Massive upside. We, we saw what he did before the injury. And just think of that combination with Kyle Pitts and then whoever they get is their quarterback of the future. Obviously, he will help Marcus Mariota in the short term, but in the long term, they are in the market for a quarterback, and what better uh, offensive pair to have than this guy Williams and Kyle also, Pitts. Also, Brockman, Jamison pairs very nice with Sprite as well. I don't know if you oh, it does. If you were aware of That's that. That's true. I might have some of that. That's tonight. an alcohol reference for those of you that are listening out there. <laughs> Jamison is a whiskey. Irish. An Irish, Irish whiskey. whiskey. Yes. J-Mo, I will say this. J-Mo and Sprite. J-Mo very and Sprite. nice. He should have had an NIL deal in Alabama for Jamison whiskey. Come on. Oh, it made, t- made too much sense. Hey. Too much sense. Hey. Make it not make sense. All right? Make it not make sense there. Jamison, do your job tonight not the guy the company all right first eight picks are on the board Kayvon Thibodeau goes number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions uh, Iki offensive lineman to Aquanu. 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 to the Houston I gotta get it Aquanu 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 goes to the Houston Texas Sauce Gardner to the Jets Evan Neal to the Giants Trayvon Walker to the Panthers and Garrett Wilson once again to the Giants, Jameis, Jameson Williams 
to the Falcons. All right, those are your first eight picks in the Rich Eisen 2022 mock draft. When we come back, we're going to have Kurt Warner tell us all about what's going to happen in this, in tonight's NFL draft and where these quarterbacks may land. Uh, I'm Ryan Lee filling in for Rich Eisen. All right, so good start, guys. Um, good start. We're gonna move yeah. some things around, right? Just a little bit Near the um, end of the later, draft. later in the draft, so we can get some, you know, some fandom into it, right? That's you're gonna pick for the pick. the Cowboys, of course. Um, Chris Brockman, you're gonna pick for the uh, Patriots. Where are the Cowboys, TJ? What 24. Oh, 24. 24. Okay. Pats are 21. Well, I would pick for the Rams, but we don't have a pick. Yeah, you don't have it. You said F. You don't have a pick. You don't have a pick until 2045. Actually, I mean. I could go to sleep for a couple of years. Is there is there a, is there a team that you would like to pick for? Let me think, Mike. You can well. Well, Mike, just take the Cardinals, and we'll just swap that around. And unless I'll take what uh, I will take uh, Tampa Bay. I'll take the Bucks. Twenty-seven. All right. Well, well, you already, I already have you scheduled to yeah, beat Tampa. Yeah, you already have. Well, then, then let's not do anything. Let's just leave that side. All right. Let's leave me. Let's leave me. You're, you're already scheduled to beat Every complicated. You have too much to do there by pressing the button for the bells. I understand. I don't have the names written of who's doing what. I, I can't like, have everything ready. Come on, people. I got to do this every time. Yeah, you you're, you already have you already have Tampa Bay. Yeah. By the way, low key huge sports night tonight. We got three game sixes in the NBA playoffs. Yes, yep. obviously a full major league baseball slate, hockey as well, and then the first round of the draft. Multiple and TV situations. Tonight. Love it. And you know what? You have that is the best point. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna have all four. I got to show you guys my my man cave. <laughs> I have my studio. I have set up. I got four TVs. Oh, oh okay, you fancy? Yeah, huh? all three games. You know, all the games going. A baseball Cubs. Yep. Yep, and I got to do some radio hits tonight with NFL draft. radio and stuff. So uh, I'm excited for this stuff. Yeah, me too. I've not been excited for the NFL draft for you know since last draft. I was <laughs> recently, right? <laughs> recently, like two years ago, um, before COVID hit, I was actually in Missouri speaking at a um, commencement, a graduation commencement, mm. where I was made a doctor. So if you guys, you know, Doctor Leaf, I'm Doctor Leaf. Oh, well, you should be stunned with that, bro. I should, but I feel a little. You know, it's an honorary doctorate. So I'm gonna call you Doc. Thank the rest you, of the man. show. I'm not. I've tried to tell Anna that she's got to call me Doctor, and that hasn't gone over well at all. So, um, <laughs> so I didn't get to see any of it. And then I watched a little bit, of course, when it was at home um, in Roger Goodell's basement. And then the last two years, a little bit more, a little bit more excitement. Excited for these young men. That's what it should always be about: the excitement for these young men and the opportunity that's presented. Hence to them. the bear hugs that you and Brockman don't like. I'm hugging Goodell. I'm sorry, not <laughs> hugging him. Throwing him in the water, raising my fist to the word. We'll be right back. <laughs> Chad Nelson?